Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast, a show hosted by LeZero, the man of a thousand rants, and Wabbit, the fan favorite. This show details the latest news in the Rocket League scene, esports results, and tips and tricks on how to get better at the game, while sometimes they'll just take a random topic and see where it takes them. Thank you all for listening, and enjoy. Hello, welcome Hello. back to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast. I'm your host, LaZero, and I'm joined by, uh, as as almost always, uh, Messi. How's it going? Doing A-OK. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Do you know what I said uh, uh, almost always? Like, do, do you know what that's a reference to? No, I do no, not. Last, last week when I interested with Wabs, I said as always, and I'm like, that's not really true now, is it? Like, it's it, there's a mixture every time. So, like, Bleh. can I say as always? Like, is that a thing? Uh, so there you go. I decided to be truthful this time. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you can't uh, be lying on the podcast. Come on, you can't, you can't have that. Uh, I'm joined by Messi. We're gonna kind of get into things right away because we we for probably the first time in a while have uh, a couple of topics, right? Um, that we'd like to get through, and I'm sure Messi, my man here, has uh, a bunch of things he'd like to say. But before we get into that. Um, we're going to start off by thanking our patrons. Zodiac 22, Too Much Space, Chaos Maker, Space Bear, Frank, Awesomeness, Digital Toast, Paint, Aook. <coughs> oh, I think I swallowed some phlegm there. Uh, Young Slug and PK. Uh... <laughs> Thank you all for your continued support. Uh, I, I feel like I've had like a problem with my throat over the last little bit. So mm-hmm. uh extended extended singing and and vowels uh just just hurts. I, I uh yeah, I don't know. I can't what I can't do the work. You're hurting him. Yeah, I'm, how I'm dare hurting. You, how dare you be a page? Actually actually you know what I should I should have done? I should have went a rock. Like a rock like just a rock. Can, can you smell what the rock is cooking? Do all those jokes? Because the rock, the rock did come back. Uh, to you smell what a rock is cooking for one week this week. So they would be actually really topical. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he, uh, he did some pro wrestling stuff. Okay, uh, let's get into our range of topics that we have. The first one is, and you're telling me about this. Carmine Core did their own esport event and sold it like a venue. Yeah. So. They've done this event multiple times, and it's their third time doing it. So the the event was K Corp versus the World, where in five of their esports they took their team and pitted them up against another team in that esport. So the games that were played were Valorant, League of Legends, Smash, and Rocket League. 
I think the event's still ongoing. I'm, someone can correct me on that, but at least Rocket League was played today from what I'm aware. Look at and that. And how, yeah. how did it go in Rocket League? Yeah. So it was Carmine Corp versus G2. So G2 got flown out and Carmine Corp lost in their own event in game seven overtime. So yeah, G2, NA on top, NA on top, baby. G2 and which roster? So like um, there were, was it last week that G2 had split up? Yeah, so um, no, well, the roster, it's confirmed to be split up, but they still went to this as like their last uh, event. Lots same, of same. Raw to win it all. <laughs> yeah, same with the Carmen Corp roster. That roster is also breaking up, unfortunately. So both went entertaining matches. Couldn't watch them. But from what I heard, awesome. 30,000 people live in the venue. All the tickets sold out and more than 130,000 viewers on Twitch. So the French know what they're doing when it comes to, especially Carmen Corp. They're probably the, the best org at like doing publicity, honestly. Putting like their they, name out there. Do you think, because I, I think like one of the, like what if I think of esports orgs that right away, like you think, okay, like they have good reach and like, like publicly, like a lot of people know, oh, this is an esports org, right? Like my go-to is probably like something like FaZe Clan, right? Where they just had so much streamers, right? And YouTubers and stuff like that, that everybody just knew about FaZe. Um, but you're, you're telling me like you think Carmine Corp's really, especially like in the Twitch space itself, like do, doing the best job. Is there anyone you could think of like compares to them or no? Um, At this point in time, no. I mean, especially in Rocket League, no. No, no. Right, but, are, but in other esports, there are probably some other orgs that can rival them. You know, your Team Liquids, your 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 phases. Honestly, Phase and Rocket League don't really do too much. But I know Phase and other esports they do a lot more. <laughs> I just feel like Phase their notoriety outside of esports almost like yeah. But anyway, they have personalities almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Snoop Dogg. Well, I was just yeah. They, yes. I, I just feel like. For a while, they're just part of every YouTube drama. You know what I mean? So, like, that's yeah. that's how I learn about Face Clan. <laughs> you get your Face news by hearing them pop up in news outlets. That's how you hear about Face. There it is, and that's why they phase through the ether. I don't know. That was bad. Uh, so, um, so yeah, there, there's that event that happened. Um, I just think it's cool that that they were able to garner so many people watching. And the yeah. the cool thing about an event like that is if someone's a fan of Carmen uh, Core from a different esport, right? Um, they they might be able to like oh they're checking out this game they might also play and then then kind of get into it right so I think that's pretty cool um, but yeah any any other kind of things from that event any any drama from that event other than the two orgs dropping or is that is that really it no that that's really about it just an entertaining match it delivered and well good luck to all those players wherever they go Atira yeah. having the rebuild around him staying yeah. on farming. And then Chicago saying farewell to to Jane Epson Atomic. So there you go. All right, do you want to like you know? Speaking of which, we, we can probably get right into that. Um, what's your kind of take on uh on kind of the roster mania that's happened in the last little bit? We did we did cover it a little bit last week, but um, I'd like to get your takes. And then maybe is has there been any more things in the last week? Has there been more things that have happened in roster mania? There's always things that oh, happen Ross. So. well it's gonna be a very long roster mania feel right so oh yeah <laughs> there'll be plenty it's of time but can, yes get give me your takes and i'm gonna look through and see if there's any uh transfers that i'd like to mention here on top of yeah. whatever you mentioned go so one that i find honestly i feel like it's gonna shake up oce a lot 
mm-hmm. is since Hunter is no longer on Pioneers and Amphis, who's arguably one of the t- best players in OC right now, they're both free agents. So I'm thinking they they might they might team up. Maybe. It might happen. It might not. I'd like to see it though, because Hunter, you know, young prospect, everything. Amphis been around for a minute now. They just had his first worlds. They pick up like a solid third that they could find. Like that, that could be a team. Yeah, that could be a really solid team. Then, Koi, Koi dropping their roster. Yeah, I was gonna say this is this is new from last week here. Koi dropping their rosters. So, Man. good old uh, Gyro, Gyro Sosa and Cheese. Cheese. There you go. Mm-hmm. I mean, that team had. Extremely low lows, but they had like pretty decent highs. They're That's true. They're popping that up. Yeah, yeah. They had like some upsets here and there. They weren't as freaking as we would have liked, though. But when they happened, we we're like, oh my god! When like especially when they when they beat V one in the regional, in the upper bracket, and knocked them all the way down. I'm like, all right, let him cook. Let him cook. <laughs> but nah. yeah, unfortunately, Koi back out of Rocket League again. The roster goes with it, so yeah, we'll we'll talk about that in a second. Like, I want to get your take kind of on on all the org shifts in a second, but there's one more thing that I want to mention from this past week. So it was uh, T Corral, of course. No, uh, <laughs> Joe Joe is leaving Oxygen, right? Becoming an active. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that that there it is. Uh, so, so it just feels like in the last what two three weeks, like, like there's just been. It seems like every. Well, I, I was um, talking about, with about Wabs right last week, and we we're talking about that. It just almost feels like every org um, is kind of leaving. But there's also a question of like, did everyone just have contracts? Like, it almost felt like, for whatever reason, every org had contracts to the end of these worlds. Yeah. Um, and and our hypothesis, and I want to get your take on this, right? Is that without like new information kind of coming in as to what's next, and uh, a rumored like longer break, right? Um, or is it confirmed? I don't. I don't remember at this point if it's been like officially, officially confirmed, or they're just not saying anything at all. Um, oh, but it just seems like a lot of orgs just work. like are not gonna didn't resign contracts. Essentially, if a lot of players' contracts ended, or or even if they're in contract, like it almost seems like some orgs are just like, yeah, you can go try to find a team. So, yeah. what's your kind of take on all this? I mean, considering this break is longer, and there wasn't. I don't, I don't. I don't think it was really foreseen to be as long. That's why their contracts ended like that. So, some orgs that are letting them like explore options, and everything, and like still keeping them technically on the org. You know, I, I like that. I like when they do that. But it's also it's good for the orgs and the players. You know, I think having this extended break because they're going to be like a a whole rebuild for almost every region. Going to be so many players shuffling. They have more time to like try to see who they can mesh well with, right? see who they want you know instead of just being like all right you got a couple weeks go figure it out so now that's they, true i guess yeah. i guess like it, the, my only like the cynical part of me thinks like if there's an org that still wants to stay in the space right like what's what? like some part what of me part? feels like maybe they they're like okay these contracts are done and we don't mind staying in the space but like we're gonna get some new up-and-coming players and have them sign a contract that's like so significantly less you know yeah Especially if they're really good, like a really good up and coming team, they might be like, okay, well, these guys are probably going to be really good. And it's tough too with Rock League as well, because every time someone's just about to be on top, like they end up on top, like they end up being the best team for the next six months, and then and then it's 
then they get added to the pool of like everybody. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense, but it sometimes feels like if if you can catch that team kind of come on their up, uh, especially with younger players, I'm sure you could sign them to a contract that's probably not what they're worth, but they're just happy to get paid, right? Yeah, it's just there's there's so much happening. It's it's so hard to keep up, right? And especially like for the orgs, for the players, everything shuffling, like man it must hurt their brains more than it hurts like ours from the outside perspective because i couldn't imagine like how much more stuff that we don't know about is actually happening behind the scenes right and as i feel like there like, is right like i don't think i don't think it's actually dark like because because our or my general like thought was like maybe orgs don't know anything and if they don't know anything they're like well we're, we're just not gonna resign any contracts right like if you don't know what what the future is looking like yeah. Um, I wonder if that's the case or if they know something, right? Like a fr- quote unquote franchising or something like that, right? Is coming up or they don't like it. Like maybe some works have heard of what's on the horizon. They're like, no, we're, we're good. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's all speculation from yeah. my head. Yeah, truly all, all it is, is just speculation. The stuff that the players themselves confirm are like really the only thing we can truly go off of, you know, because rumors are going to be rumors until they're confirmed to be fact. And so what's confirmed, really... Messi? What's actually been confirmed? That's the question. It's actually been confirmed. Well, Kami from um, Elevate retired. Well, okay, so, well, that we talked about Kami last week. We talked about Kami? Bit. Yeah, so Kami retired. Do, do you have thoughts on, 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 on that whole situation? Um, have you ever been catfish, Messi? Um, Are you a catfish? Are you even Messi? Are you actually cursed in disguise? I swim in muddy water, so yes, I am a catfish. Uh, anyway, but you have whiskers. Uh, yeah, I have whiskers. Yeah, but a lot of people see this retirement as like a more of a emotional distress retirement, you know, because mm-hmm. that that must have affected him a lot. Oh, I'm sure. But, yeah. but then again, I feel like he still has it in him to keep playing, right? But if he needs to do like temporary retirement, then come back, then like. He's more welcome to do that because, like, he he's gonna go down forever in OC history because he's the only he's part of that OG roster in season six that made top four, which is the only top four OC has ever gotten. So, I'm hoping the best for him. I hope he comes back. I really do because he's still a great player. He still got it, but he's got to take time for himself. Yeah, I think that's what's happening right now. That's fair. That's fair. Um. If if you were so, I kind of want to get your take on this, right? If you were a player without an org right now, right? What would kind of be your next move, kind of in this situation? Because because you you're kind of uncertain. You don't know which orgs. Like, do you just take the first offer that that's actually willing to pay you money, or are you kind of actually going to wait as well until there's bigger announcements? Or do you know or what's going on behind? Like, I I don't I don't like I think I think my mind. I want to just think of it like the general situation where Rock League is in right now when it comes to kind of this information is like I don't know how many people like actually know the future, right? Like, is it a bigger group of players, or is it is it just like the devs and maybe some org? uh leads right like some some team managers um i don't know what you think messi do you know anything messi no if you're a betting man nah i do not know that much i know about as much as everybody else knows right now but with the information we have there's so many possibilities so many 
Carried on Shopify is the is an option, you know. Justin teaming up with, because honestly, that NRG roster, anybody would be happy to take any of those players, right? Anybody mm-hmm. would. And then Chicago being a free agent, Chicago being a veteran now for a long time. It's too many players, man. Especially like even even in Sam, like Brad leaving Crew, that's a pretty big one. Because crew have been on the rise on the come up, seeing one of their players drop. Yeah, it's I think it's very volatile. I think that's fair. I mean we we we'll keep speculating, I'm sure, in, until this guy turns red or something. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with the analogy, but I think the yeah. point stands. Um okay. Uh, okay. Well I, I think I think regardless, it's kinda uncertain where we're at with with particularly where the scene is heading. But there is the one thing that is certain, um, and it's the fact that like despite anything we've said about the game or not said about the game, the actual world championship. Um, and I'm going to quote here, Rod Breslow, AKA slasher uh, on <clears throat> the X. Uh, <laughs> I think that's what they should call it. It's not, it's not X. It's the X. Okay. That's, that's officially how I'm going to turn it. Cause I'm, you know, from 2005 and I think it's funny. Um, but uh, <laughs> we're in halo esports here. Um, but no, uh, Rod, um, essentially just tweeted out that Rock League today, so that was on the day of uh, the World Championship, not only set a new r- record for peak viewership eight years after release, but it surpassed all-time viewership of games such as Overwatch and COD 2. Another weekend where, while esports may be in financial crisis, Fanatech is growing and the passion is electric. I think this is one of those things where like, what is the barometer of being the most successful esport? And I think it is your World Championship, right? Um, um, I mean, it could be debated because I feel like other esports, like we'll look at the, like, I feel like people in the rugby scene like to compare our big events to other esports, but other esports mm-hmm. are garnering so much viewership for like a qualifier for a qualifier. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So it's, so more it's like, like the scale, mm-hmm. scale of it, right? Because we'll be like, oh, look at that. We have 150,000 viewers and Valorant has 70,000. But our 150,000 are for a major, and there's 60, like 70,000 is for a qualifier to like a like a region or something. And you're like, oh, oh, okay. What's what's so? Yeah, I think I think that's probably true, right? Like, the, I think one of the biggest fears for Rock League specifically is the fact that our like our big like we'll say yeah we'll say our regional tournaments and our, and our majors, right? Those tournaments don't necessarily garner the viewership that you'd want, right? Um, to be healthy throughout the whole year, right? If if our overall viewership in the world's like that's a really good sign. Let me put it that way. Um, but I guess you're right that to think that like that that we're a healthy esport or an esport that the people who are watching it are are active, right, engaged. That you might want to be looking at, you know, the the weekly regional, right? Um, yeah. But I think I think this is where a little bit Rock League shot itself in the foot with um, RLCS at X, right? Like, I yeah. think that took a lot out of people when it comes to regular Rocket League viewership because there was a tournament every week and then there was the grid during the week. And I understand it was it was during yeah. the pandemic, but I think and people the, were and over the fact it. that the grid points actually mattered towards what was happening on the weekends, too. It was it, it was way too much. It's like it's like you. I understand that there is some diehard that was like, yes. <laughs> let me just watch every day all day every day but how many um, of like the viewers are actually like diehards maybe maybe like a thousand 
Maybe. The point is, I think anyone who was meant to be like a, a somewhat casual fan became a super casual fan because of it. Yeah. Um, like someone who was just want to fall. Like, and, and I think like even Combo had like countless times talk about that, right? Where before the one thing you really liked about the league format, like way back in the day, was the fact that um you could just have one team you're following right so it never felt overwhelming you could choose to watch all the matches on the weekends or you could just watch your one team right um and there isn't really that option because if your team like doesn't make it to we'll say like doesn't make it through like friday right <laughs> like like your team your team might be out by like saturday midday for a lot of these tournaments and then you're like oh okay well i guess you know yeah your team or, might or, be or, out. Or, or there are weird times, you know what I mean? Like, because all these games are happening at the same time, like, you'd have to, like, wake up at 8 a.m. or something to watch them. You're like, I, I'm not necessarily doing that, right? Um, it's almost... I don't know if this is... This is probably true, actually. Is like, I think people who are Rocket League fans right now just enjoy Rocket League regardless of the teams are playing. I don't think we have team-specific uh, fans, and I don't think that's a good thing, right? Like, I think it'd be better to have a couple team specific fans, even if that yep. would drop viewership from time to time. But I think they'd be more likely to stick around and just follow that team and make sure they're doing really well. Like Carving Corp, like they always have their own section at every event. Yeah, WABs, <laughs> just 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 at a thousand WABs. Event. Yeah, and then but, when they lose, like, they just sit there and they're like, oh. Yeah, okay. but I but I think I think that's a good thing, right? Like I I, yeah. I think that's where you get those more diehard fans, the people who actually have a team that they cheer for. Um, because we talked about this as well with some of like the the newcomers to our community in the last couple of months. Um, that one of the tough things about getting into the esport is that like we'll mention all these names, right? And we're making like this assumption that a lot of our listeners know or don't know them, right? Um, but but like if you're not if you haven't been watching for a while, you're like okay let me just choose a team to get into right and then maybe you'll watch one tournament and then one team does really really well and then guess what next tournament they don't make it right and then you're like well the the thing that was tethering me like keeping me right connected to this like i no longer have that right i don't that makes sense to you they're messy yeah that makes sense too it's just we need to have more diehard fans i'd rather we have like seventy five percent of the current viewership we have, but with more diehard fans. Because so, like, if 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 uh, if we had a little less in worlds, but like all the tournaments had like much healthier viewership, you think that'd be better? I feel like it'd be better, yeah. Just because yeah. you had more people watching, like that. Not I'll just call it like the day to day, like rocket you know? yeah. yeah, it's actually following it. instead of being someone who's like, oh, world championship. All right, let's just watch that. But <laughs> that's, if you know what me. happens, like coming up to it. You have more yeah. context and you can enjoy the world championship even more knowing what went down throughout the whole year. That's true. Like you care more about the stories if you know the interpersonal things that are happening, but also the inter-team things. I think that actually builds like someone watching if, if you're just watching the Rocket League game for the Rocket League game, right? Then it's only it's only as exciting as the game itself, but it, all the background stories and the context really add to it, right? And make yeah. you more invested and enjoy it more. Like, so I, I think I think that's totally fair. Like for example, I'll just throw this match as an example, the first ever best seven reverse sweep on land that happened using Falcons and Twisted. The regular viewer who just watched Pearls are probably like, wow, that's crazy. But if you know what went down throughout the season and what like their head to head was like it's much more impressive. Much more. Because Twisted, that was their first event. And they make it at a... When they, like, were so close to making a perfect run in wildcard, and then Falcons just brought them back down to earth. You know? It's just... 
storylines are are awesome. No, I, I think that's totally fair. Um, yeah, I. My, my point behind all this is I think it's good that we have a high viewership, but I think you're totally right. I think that's where we'll we'll kind of see more of that. And I I don't know if that's a formatting thing, right? Like, I don't know if if the, okay. So if this is like a longer off season, like I don't know if Rock League would want to do like kind of brand the top teams and like push out like these kind of docu-series or something like that, right? To really get someone who has never watched Rocket League, like a preseason docu-series on a bunch of like top teams and top players or, or even like some history of like what's been going on in the last couple of years. Because I think stuff like that would probably give an entry point into a new season for a new fan. Right, someone who plays Rock League but doesn't follow any esports, like it'd be nice to have stuff like that. I think, like, like almost like co, co content, if that if that makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's like that's what's one thing that I appreciate about like I'll, I'll use Fortnite. Right, it's like mm-hmm. within the game itself, they'll like advertise and be like, "Yo, like, look, you can watch our esport within the game." Oh, oh is that not game? possible in Rock League? Still, you still don't have it in client browser. No. Because no, they, they have the like esports warning, but like what it really should be, and I mean, it should be like the 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 Twitch stream, not not playing, because I think that would get you into hot trouble. But like the Twitch stream, like literally, pretty much open in your in your browser. Yeah, yeah. Um, because you were able to watch the RLCS World Championship in a Fortnite creative map this past this this past event, so. I mean, even even they're trying to to help us out, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was I was also gonna add that, um, well, because because one of the big things is like people are talking about like where where is Rock League place at this point, right? And I think Rock League's actually has gone up in the last, maybe not as much as they'd like since free to play, but I, I would probably argue like esports wise, like we've last year was a really good year for us relatively to all the previous years and and um this current world championship that just happened i think this was a good year right um so where do you think kind of rock league ranks now among the big hitters actually what I, your your opinion although i don't know I, we're gonna we're gonna go off our top of our head we're not gonna look into the stats necessarily but like what would you consider the top say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill esports right now before rocket league league 100 league 100 the, the top yeah. esport in the world that one no questions about it. i don't think yeah no csgo csgo yep valorant valorant yep I believe Fortnite is still above Rocket League. Fort, Fortnite, yeah. Fortnite, <laughs> Fortnite, no. Fortnite is like the the kid that you've never seen before, and just like makes it there because he's the rich kid, right? <laughs> that's kind of what he. That's kind of what he, he feels like. You got special I mean, privileges. You gotta think, right? The the first place winner in the first ever Fortnite World Cup won the same amount of money 
as the entire Rocket League World Championship had as their budget, you know, for their World Championship. So that's I think true. That's, an that's true. And that to was a couple fair, years ago. So it's it's. I think it's also one of those things where the company can just like the amount of money that your company is making can justify the prize pool, right? Yeah. Especially for that first big tournament, and that's how you Dota get people 2. hyped, right? Also, Dota two. 100%. Yeah, that was that's what I was gonna say. Dota two. Yeah. Um, and that. That might be like I guess COD right now had a resurgence, right? Yeah. So a couple of those games. I don't know what Overwatch say, is doing mean, these days. Rainbow but I think Six it, at one point was above, but I don't Rain, think so. Rain, okay, okay. Side note: Rainbow Six has a weird staying powder power. Like it, it just. Sorry, the other day, like literally, like in, in where I work, like um, the students I teach, like they were talking about Rainbow Six, and I'm like, I feel like this game doesn't go away. Like I, ne- I don't watch it. I don't follow it at all. But it, there's something about it that, like, I think because it's so specialized, or, or the feeling of it is so, so unique to like that kind of FPS genre, right? I just think people who play other FPS games like go back to it because of like it's kind of very complex, almost appeal. If that makes sense, like it's it's very unique within the whole genre. So. Um, I just thought I'd mention that. Uh, Ape, would Apex? I don't. I don't know if how many people watch Apex. I know Apex is very popular, like player wise. I don't know how many people yeah. watch Apex. Apex might I be think, another one. I think I'd say Apex is above Rocket League at this point. Yeah. And, and then so Rocket League, right? I think. I think we mentioned everyone we could, right? Yeah. So like, clear top ten, I think is a fair say, right? I don't. I don't think. Mm. I don't think that's an unfair thing to say. Top ten, yes. Tier one, no. No. Oh, I'm gonna have to change my title. Yeah, Messi hates Rocket League. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely think they're up there, like maybe top ten, top. I put I'll put them a safe top fifteen. Rocket League, top fifteen. Well, I but that's the point. It's like I I can't find other games that I think would. I mean, and we're talking esports. We're not talking about like video game popularity, right? Um, we're talking we're talking esports specifically, right? Um, but. I, I think you can put them like like somewhere eight nine ten right I think that that is a fair I think you could argue that ten especially like I th- I don't I don't know if I can find a tenth <laughs> a tenth game that would beat them out I I think I would put them there but I guess you're right like what and it, would it, would it be that health or would it would you, for you is it like for that for Rocket League to be a tier one you're like oh no we need like a million viewers every event or something. No. Like going back to what I mentioned earlier, mm. it's just more consistent viewership in the lead ups to the mm. big events. Mm-hmm. Have more interaction for the small stuff, you know, not just worrying about the big stuff. Having bigger orgs join, you know, we already have pretty big orgs, but have more of them, you know, have mm-hmm. them procure rosters that will prevail for a long time. Like, like, a, I'm so sad to say, like, I, like how Energy was, right? For a long time, mm-hmm. they were at the top for an A the longest time like since season three all the way up to like the beginning of 21 22 then after that they had their their fall off right like have teams like that that can stay strong for a long time with different iterations of rosters no matter what happens that way the org is cemented into the esport itself right is, is that is that the biggest thing holding us back is the lack of some the cementing of of these teams because it, it just yeah. we are the esport that like rotates more than any of the esport right yeah because like that's what we, I like because that's the one thing I'll give league play I'm not a big fan of league play right but mm-hmm. league play had that right it was like all right for half a year you can't change your roster you cannot and there's like you don't have a different team in every regional right because. Mm-hmm. 
the league league play is like set, right? It's like, all right, 10 teams, go at it. And then maybe a couple of changes, right? Because RLRS promotions and RCSD motions, which happened some season, some season didn't even happen at all. So it was like, you had those teams, you're like, all right, these teams are set, they're staying. All right, see how they do throughout the year, you know, throughout the two two worlds that happen every year. But now, I wonder, just, yeah. I think I think regardless of league play, I I think there's definitely an argument in Rocket League for actually franchising, right? Because yeah, um, there's an argument for it, but a lot of people I've, I've said that like franchising would like probably kill Rocket League at, at the point that it is now. So it's it's this weird conundrum where I yeah I don't I don't know how to make the teams not change so much to create more consistency in the esport and so that people can be fans for a long time and have their favorite players around for a long time. I don't know how to create that, um, but also not completely destroy what's kind of grassroots built over the last couple of years, right? Matt, because you had people like Rise who were on a different team every split. <laughs> every single split, Rise is like, all right, we'll take this team to the major. We'll leave. We'll take this other team to the major. I'll leave. I'll take this team to the major and then to worlds and losing in the final. It just, just keeps going. Yeah. So much. It's too much. It's too much. Is do you have would you do you have an idea like that we could actually do? Or is it is it like do <laughs> damned if you do, damned if you don't a little bit for, Kinda, for us? Yeah. It's at a point where it's like, all right, she franchise now. You you like alienate you alienate all the up and coming yeah. teams, right? So and like that's, that's the whole really... point of switching to the format we have now <laughs> is to allow anyone and anybody to make RLCS. But and and I think it's so funny because I I think the problem I don't know if it's inherent to the game itself, but it's like in other esports we don't have this problem because the the turnover is quick, but it's not this quick. Like you know what I mean, like. Like you can still have a, a valuable player five years later, right? In other esports and a lot of other esports. Maybe they're not yeah. like the top top, but like someone who was at the top can still be playing competitively five years later in a major org. And it just seems like a rock league, like that's not the case. There's just a million sixteen year olds that are ready to replace it. It's like yeah. we have we have a pyramid that's that's like very wide at the bottom. We have a lot of new players, younger players coming in. Um, but so much so they just push out all the players on the top and people retire because they, they can't keep up with the amount of practice. And like obviously the players on the bottom are building on the players on the top. And so while this this in itself for the game itself is really healthy, right? Um, it's it makes the esports a lot harder to grow. <laughs> Which yeah. is interesting, right? Like I I, I don't think like looking because I, I think it's really important to look at Rock League, like Rock League growth from a game perspective, Rock League growth from an esport perspective. I think are two very different things, and in other esports, they might be more related to each other. Mm-hmm. It's like going back to what you said about like players who have been around for a long time that like were the best at one point, and now are like kind of more like on a really good team, but like not like the star. Like Alpha Fifty Four is probably mm. that guy right now. He's probably that guy, but that's like the only probably the only person I could think of right now. In all honesty, like they're probably the only person because they just won worlds, and before that they had never won an event. But at one point in time, they were one of the best players in the world, and they still are. They still are, realistically, but they're not the best, you know. 
but they've always he's always just been up there. Even going like 13 through 16 with Kate up and Ferry, he was still up there. <laughs> and uh, so with all this, I think this bounces perfectly into our uh, our our next topic. All right. Um, this is a post by Flux here. Uh, it's 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 from a tweet from Esports Foundry. Uh, did you know these games were last year's most popular esports offerings among top collegiate programs? Um, and it had Rocket League at the very top. I don't understand what these percents mean in this particular thing, um, but it, well, I guess I guess it means that among esports. Okay, so this is my this is my best guess about what this means among e- like universities that offer um esports right like related i don't know if it's like a program collegiate program itself or just a team or a club or whatever rock league 87.4% of them offered it um league of legends 81% valorant 79% overwatch 78% super smash bros <clears throat> 68.5% and then call of duty 43 so it kind of starts dropping after that um so rock league was the most offered i guess program among uh, collegiate esports and then flux under this wrote uh, biggest esport offered by most schools compared to others graduating young adults with money which will equal graduating young adults with money to dump into the game which equals more epic money to grow rl easy um, and i think that's true i think i think rock league has been exposed to like that age group a lot um, my only concern is that it's not the main game right like if you want an esport e- <laughs> I think people only got one esport in them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, only one. I, I I don't think you can you can play any games you want, right? I think you can play a variety of games, um, but to follow actively players and careers and storylines in esport, I think there's only one game you choose. And I think the tough thing that Rock League is having from the transition from like, oh, everyone knows about us, and all the universities offer collegiate. Uh, offer like Rocket League there because one, it's it's one of the only non like relatively non <laughs> we have demos so oh, oh boy yeah. um, but but the only non violent right like game among a lot of them which makes it really like palatable right it makes it really easy for universities and parents and and everyone to get on board because they're like oh cars hitting soccer balls and flying through there but hitting soccer balls cars car soccer right really easy to sell right um so the only big thing is that gap from going. Okay, yes, these these people are interested in this game, and and they're the it's offered in all these universities. So hopefully, someone's just in university and they're having fun, and then this they offer this right. There's a better chance that people choose it. Um, the tough thing is making it their only game, right? Whether it's the only game they play or it's the only game they watch, like that's the tougher transition. So even if they have money to dump into it, um, it needs to also be the game that other games don't take the place of it, right? So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like you said, it's just the easiest to appeal to the masses. And it's also an esport where, like, even, like, middle school and high school programs, like, they'll offer that because they're like, oh, look at that, a car, a ball, go. I, I, honestly, it's so easy to sell, right? Like, CSGO is a little hard to sell, right? <laughs> like, It's like, all right, you got you got to play this. They have multiple people doing that, doing this, another thing. And Rocket League would say, "Wow, the ball is going but, into but the also, goal." Also, the parents like fourteen-year-olds with guns playing video games, violent video games, ah, and then you have that whole narrative, right? Violent uh, video games corrupt my children. You know yeah, exactly. Like, uh, so, so, but based on that premise, right? It means that it's. 
I think Rocket League has that that status of being able to to appeal to a larger audience, but we're having trouble with that hardcore, right? And the tough thing about the hardcore is that what other games have is like when they are limited in in maybe not being able to appeal to as wide of an audience, right? The niches that they find last longer and are stronger and allow it to get to that tier one, right? Where, you know, people... I imagine the million people watching CSGO are not the same million watching Dota, right? Um, despite maybe the Valve overlap there. Is that yeah. right? Uh, I, I still imagine the, the viewer base. And I'd probably argue where the countries where they are watching that game from are vastly different. And the same, but vastly, like different enough to to have these like very, very healthy audiences, right? Um, so I, I guess we've... we've uh, <laughs> We've posed a lot of like I think I think in this episode we've kind of talked a lot about both both Rocket League strengths, but also like counteracting like why it's kind of getting us to a point but not letting us grow any further, right? Like we might have an easier way to getting to the point that we've been at now than other games might have, right? Like our potential to get to now was was probably there that some other games don't have, but it's that next step I think that we're we're having trouble with. Mick. That next level, we're not there. No yet. solutions, Messi. No, I think I think Messi became the greatest esports Rocket League player of all time. I think, I think that really uh, bring us tier one. Yeah, your team like would sign me real quick. <laughs> real quick, yeah. Um, okay. Any any other kind of thoughts on that? Do you do you have no no ideas? How about this? Um, I know I usually do this at the end of the show, but uh, we'll throw the question in here. You know how I usually give homework? Yeah. Uh, homework so is to give concrete ideas on how how we can actually grow so my 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 contribution is like the docuseries and providing context in preseason to give give a starting point for a lot of people um, but if there are other ideas or if you want to debate franchising or or like what would probably model would work um, then then feel free to throw it in the general chat and we'll we'll discuss it in the discord um, actually on this point <clears throat> I just had a thought, and I'd like to get your take on it, Messi. Yeah. Um, Overwatch tried and desperately failed uh, to regionalize esports, and it was, I think the greatest thing about it was like the attempt to like make every team kind of related to a specific city, right? Um, and I like that a lot because that's kind of taken from traditional model sports. Is there a world where like Rocket League could do that? Because we have that country a little bit, right? We definitely have country localization and like region, like continental localization, right? And over to you, and then, but do, like city wise, would that ever be a thing? Because like KCP kind of does that, right? Um, in theory, uh, but but uh, would that you think work for Rocket League or no? I don't think so. No, because no. we don't really have like, like a like a certain like location that we can That's tie true. Rocket League That's to. True. You you need you need like local venues in every. It have to be like eight. It have to be like the beginning of the NHL or something, right? Like eight cities that have like esports stadiums, and they they constantly travel to each other and play games. And you do like if an esport wanted to do, and like it's kind of tough because like. The argument is like, okay, it's an esports, so it's online, so like we we can save on all the money to not host every game in a venue, right, and just play it online, right? Like that's, or or let's just all fly out to one place in a tournament. And that's a lot easier to organize, right? Um, but I wonder if there's an esport that could grassroots itself into literally doing like, oh no, we we travel for every like home and away games, 
and and like be, use the traditional model and try to like force it into esports. I wonder if that would ever work. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it'll work honestly. Like especially how far we are into the esport integrating like new things becomes increasingly difficult <laughs> yeah yeah that's right even if you come up with a solution yeah try to now force it right uh and not face backlash but yeah anyway there's always gonna be backlash but it's just you gotta you gotta play your cards right when it comes to situations like these it's like are you willing to risk a potential potential death of the esport you know for like a change you know so stuff like that and as long as as long as our world's viewership is growing, I I don't think there's the point of taking that risk. But perhaps there's like a day where you, like if we see like a yearly decline, right, slowly of viewership, that might be the point where it's like, well, we might as well try this, right? Because uh, <laughs> because if you see that slow slowing down, then you're like, okay, well, we might as well try something, try something, because otherwise we're just gonna die a slow and cruel death. Um, in, in the wise words, because uh, you said you said you have to know know how to play it right uh you gotta know when to hold them. all right uh <laughs> know when to hold them. uh sorry i thought i just threw that in there um there you go all right well luckily for me i can uh, spout all this on my podcast and not be employed by psionics or epic games uh and Yay. so uh the employers and those can listen to anything i've said or just be like oh you're offering oh all these things you could do better but like how would you do better and i'm like i give no concrete solutions uh i just talk on a podcast um so you know hire me i guess if if you want me to give you concrete solutions because i'd actually know that i actually know the things that are in the plans and the works and then see if we can integrate them esports better um <laughs> uh but yeah yeah crazy yeah. eight years eight years man it's a long time man long, it's good. long I, time. I think i think for all the criticism that we may have mentioned on this podcast i think that's a good thing to like think about i think that's a successful esport or video game just in general to, to still have so many people playing eight years in um there's not a lot you know yeah. so there you go yeah. rocket league's biggest strength is that there's nothing like it. that's that's true strength. do you remember that like that like roller skate game that had like the three hoops that was like a thing for a bit that was trying to See, be physics based. Yeah. Not Lucio Ball, point, but like something. proven right there. We don't remember. I don't. We don't. Point proven. <laughs> it's just, yeah, not, nothing's like Rock League. If you think of it, we have like the, the cheap mobile ad knockoffs that you, you see once in a while pop Size up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you mean Sprocket League? Is that what we're talking about? We mean uh, Rocket League, but on mobile, you know. Oh. What? And it's not yeah. a car racing game, right? And I think I think another thing. Okay, so this is another thing. Like people talk about the mods and stuff, and I I don't think it makes a difference. Like I I know it's talked to death about like mod integration and about like all, all these different game modes and stuff, but I, I think like still eighty percent of players like them sticking around is still playing the main game. Like I think your main game has to be the core. Um, I know I just got frustrated sometimes where they're like, oh, all these new game modes, all these new things, and it's like. Yeah, but if I'm going back to this game as like a comfort game after I'm tired from work, like I don't necessarily want to be experiencing novel things. I want to go into into like a loop that I enjoy, right? To like game loop that I enjoy. I don't know. I, I think I think you can add a bunch of new features and then like have only five percent of players use it, and then you're like, well, this didn't make a difference, right? Man, I guess right that's my point. Room. Like not even the esport, but just the game itself. Mm-hmm. 
it's really relying on like people who make maps and stuff like that, right? It's like you really, think so. Really, you you ought, like, oh, you mean you mean for new maps, like the, for the like actual new content, new maps, just for like new content for the game. But I guess my like I don't. I think the one thing I struggle with is sometimes like when I hear this argument in the Rocket League scene is that I, I don't know if adding all these new additional features would actually make a dent or an increase in people playing the game. Like you can make the greatest like side maps or you can have the newest content. And like every time new content comes around, I'm like people are going to keep playing because they enjoy playing the game or like playing ranked or what have you. They play with friends. But I don't think like any of these new things like ever actually add would add would get someone to play it new, I guess. I, yeah, it's just I feel like if Rocket League themselves were like to like promote something and like do like great good publicity on it, right? That was new and actually interesting to the player base, like it would actually gain traction. People would be like, "Wow, it's a carball game, but you can do other stuff in it besides play carball." Like, wow, but. Right now, maybe, maybe, maybe it'd have to be like one thing. Like maybe it'd have to be. I mean, I've joked about a Rocket League campaign, but like maybe that's what it has to be. Maybe it has to be this giant, separate game mode. But it's. I think it has to be one thing, like one big thing, because like just an extra game mode, like Spike Rush or or what have you, was really cool. And then it goes away, and then it comes back, and then you like play it a bit. But I don't know. It's tough being a dev. I guess that's my point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like shout out to the Sionix devs. Like, we know they're trying, especially with moving the game, the entire game, to UE5 as we speak. Unconfirmed. No, confirmed. Confirmed. But oh, it confirmed. has been, hasn't been confirmed. It was confirmed two years ago. So we know it's happening. Oh right, we right, right. It's, it's okay, okay. We did. Yes, yes. We did confirm two years ago. I suppose it hasn't been confirmed that it's this year or right now or what have you. We just haven't told us anything about when it's coming out. That's the only thing we're in there dark about. But like, shout us to them. They're trying their best. And Yo, what? If, okay, pause, pause. You just made me think of the dumbest idea. You ready? You ready for yeah. it? Yeah. So the reason all the esports orgs are leaving, okay. <laughs> It's because there, there won't be RLCS for a year. They're going to take a year and a half and they're going to release UE5 and they're going to start eSports up from scratch. That Maybe that's it. I I, I cracked the code. All right, I like that idea. Up. I like that idea. I back it. I back it. No, yeah, I, but you'd be so mad not being able to watch. Or would you be really enthused to come back though? Hmm. Thing is it, like... It would, it, it'd be funny because it'd be... It's both a super risky play. I mean, it, it, I think it'd pay off no matter what because people who enjoy Rocket League would play it for the year and it would kind of dwindle a little bit. But then, like, as the hype grew, like, they could just re bring it back. Right. And I think it'd be yeah. really fresh and be another attempt to start it. And I think that's cool because they, I mean, uh, free to play was one of those big things. And like, this could be another big event and you can see where it goes from there. The only problem is, is like, well, I wonder. I wonder if they just go like, "Hey, look, like organizers, dream hack, whatever you guys, you guys do tournaments for year, and we're just gonna restructure, rebrand, get RLCS, like actually spend a year and a half preparing it, making it top tier, and then and then we reintroduce. Just hopefully you don't lose all your player base before that. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's the thing that they're not wanting to risk right now is losing everybody. So, do, do you think? Okay, do you think if there's no esport, people will stop playing the game? A lot of, I mean, no. 
Probably not because like I still think like what is it like let's just say that hundred thousand people log in a day right or in a month we'll say in a month okay out of those a hundred thousand or wait I don't what was like the I don't know what the thing but I I what I imagine a small fraction of them actually watch the esport on a regular basis yeah so if it's a game they enjoy they'll they'll play it regardless yeah I I play FIFA regardless of whether or not there's tournaments happening in FIFA so. I suppose yeah, I that's, play FIFA, but I don't watch international competition. It's like, yeah, yeah exactly. So, yeah. and I'm sure Call of Duty players do that too. And so, I guess, I guess, I guess, I guess that's a little bit leeway they have. All right, this is pretty cool. This is a pretty cool discussion. Any any final thoughts here, Messi, on all all the things that we've spoken of today? This is your chance. Final thoughts is that Liquid should still sign me. That those are my final thoughts right there. That's it. All right, um, we already gave you your homework. So tell us what you thought of this podcast. All the kind of ideas that we spun around. I think, I think, I think we managed to pull out a pretty decent show here. Get get some mm-hmm. fresh ideas going, or 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 re rekindle some of these other ideas that kind of uh, I'm sure circulate throughout the Rock League scene. Um, yeah, Messi, you ready? Head out. I'm hungry. We gotta go. All right, we gotta go. Messi said it. Thank you we so much for go. listening. Hope you enjoyed. We'll see you next time. <gasps> Peace. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.